is on the block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block here on a Thirsty Thursday. Always a good time on a Thirsty Thursday. So we'll see Kevin Meyer here in about 25 minutes. At least uh, that's the plan. Also, uh, got plenty to talk to about today. Talk to you, with you, I should say, about today. But i got to fade down the music a little bit because we also have a... It's a special day for On the Block um, because uh, our champ is here. The champ is here! That's right, Eric Strickland is in studio here in Lincoln, Nebraska with us. Uh, Strick, how you doing? How was the travel? Yay, yay. Hey, listen, you know, straight off the Pliznae, the plane, and on my way down to Lincoln to be here with my guy, the one and only Boxster. That's right. A co-champ. Uh, yeah, I can only yeah. I can only claim co-champion here. Hey, listen, listen. Every, every champion needs their uh, right-hand corner man. That's right. Right? Rocky had, what, what was my guy's name? Yeah, what was that old guy's name? Man. He was pretty good, though. You know what I'm saying? Paulie. Yeah. Pa- no, wait, no, no, Paulie's the, the, the cousin yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cousin. But yeah, Mickey. Somebody texted me. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah. Mickey. I can be Mickey. Yeah, man. Every champ needs a good Mickey, man. Or he could just be. Mike Tyson needed. Um, Don what? King? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> no, he did not need him. Um, what was what was his trainer, the first one? I don't know that. I'm a Who little young for that Who on the text line? Tell me Mike Tyson's first uh, trainer, man. He was the best thing that ever happened to Mike Tyson. His bob and weave game huh. used to be just so proficient and clean and smooth. And with that uppercut, you know, a little slide to the left, boom, he hit you with them quick ones. Yeah. Good night. But, I'm uh, only once Don King came. The, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, happened. that wasn't as good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I'm only like old enough to remember like my first memories of Mike Tyson were the end of his career, the biting off. Bite. Yeah, I bite uh, off Vander Holyfield. That's my first memories. But I mean, I've done my research. I know in the early '90s he was just a dominating presence. But I, I, I never really thought about that. The different, uh, you know, kind of the career arcs and, and different decisions he made. Who's in yeah. his corner, stuff like yeah. that. I, I, I really do, man. I, I, I think. I mean, I think even Teddy, when Teddy was still with him, um, it was it was still solid until because Teddy was kind of the apprentice of um, you know I can't remember Teddy's last name, but you know he kind of you know weird looking dude wears glasses. He's, he just kind of acts kind of you know different. You yeah, know? <laughs> but but uh, was he a promoter? Or is no, he, is... he was the trainer. He was there. He was the trainer. But then what what happened was is then Don King came and then. You know, it went yeah. south real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off the text line, uh, we've got uh, Axel and, and Tony and, and Ryan all saying Cus D'Amato. Cus D'Amato. That go. was him. Straight out of New York. So did he fire Upscale. him and go with Don King? No, he died. Oh, okay. He passed. Oh. And so, you know, right after his passing, then that, that's when Teddy took over for, mm. for him. And, uh, of course, Teddy knew 
what had got Ty- Tyson because he was basically implementing everything that Custom Auto wanted. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, when you start making that bag, sometimes you start smelling yourself and you yeah. don't work out the same. And well, and at some point too, I don't know if this was his case or not, but uh, you know, you're gonna lose a fight. <laughs> Eventually, even if you're on top of the world, I think we uh, kind of saw that with Ronda Rousey too. You know, it, it was like a, an unstoppable for a little bit, then Holly Holm beats you. And and and, and fights are funny too because I think that a lot of the time when you have you, you know, if it's just a one one off. And somebody fights, oh, they're better. They're the winner. Fights can change. I mean, especially with, uh, you know, uh, preparation right. or a little bit more respect or, you know, right. it just kind of depends on your career arc and, and how things are going. But I always think that's kind of funny. Strick, I think if, if you and I got in a fight, I think I might need 100 to maybe to maybe catch you off guard. I mean, I mean like, <laughs> listen, anybody can get clipped. That's right. That's, yeah. That's the crazy have a soft thing chin? about fighting. And, 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 even on a hard chin, like, it's it's – it's one leave the jab out there that like with Javante Davis, I've been I watched one of his last fights. You know, a guy you've got to be careful to make sure you pull that jab back because if you don't and you leave it out there, you might get caught with something that you don't exposed. see coming, yeah. right? And you can study film, you can watch it, you can see where their strengths are, you know what I mean? Where it may be a left hook, it may be an overhand right or something like that. But or or an uppercut, you know, something like that. But at the end of the day, it could be a straight, you know, straight left and can that can clip you and catch you by you leaving something out there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and sometimes it's a kick, or sometimes it's a flying knee. If it's yeah, a, if you're UFC, UFC, hey, yeah. right? And 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 like, think about the one. Um, oh my gosh, another text line question. Um, he 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 was he was a champion, uh, but he did the jump off the fence kick where he literally walked along the fence and he kicked a guy and put Dang. him to sleep. Yeah, I've seen that. I know. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, remember who that was that did that. Pettis, Pettis. His name was Pettis. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, but he walked the fence and ki- who, who is who's training for that? <laughs> yeah, who's how do you prepare for that? Yeah, there's no there's no preparation for yeah. those type of things. Or there's no preparation for John Jones, who you know, if he just would 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 have left the you know the white stuff alone, you know, he probably would have been one of the greatest ever of all time. But I mean, yeah. he really didn't. He beat. He's the one of the guys that beat himself basically. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was, I think, the guy was on the floor, uh, was on the was on the hand touch, and he kneed him in the head. And he, of course, you know, those guys are going to take that and go to sleep for the for the victory, right? Yeah, get the bigger bag, but. What ended up, you know, John Jones would throw, you know, spinning elbows and upcut elbows and knee thrusts. And, I mean, he just threw stuff all over the place. And the same thing with Spider Silver was at his best. You know, the, these guys would just come from different angles at all types of places. And so anybody can be clipped. And that's why, you know, maybe I, I don't like the guy personally, but Floyd Money Mayweather is known as a defensive boxer. Yeah. Maybe the best route to go is to be able to block just about anything coming at you, yeah. stay with somebody for 10 rounds, and, you know, get the get the victory on on, on the judges' Not part. exposing yourself. Yeah. 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 Definitely a, way, a better way to have a longer career. The one career. that I think caught him the most was Sugar Shane Mosley. I mean, 
He he put he gave him he some wobble action. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a few uh, O Street drunken moments. Oh yeah, when he was uh, he when Sugar Shane caught him with a couple. If he could have finished it up, it could have put him down. But you know that's he, he crazy too. I've had those, and, and they'll do that like redo it in video games. I've, I've I suppose I've my amateur boxing career lasted one fight. I didn't actually box. I just kind of went and had a glove session with a few of my friends one time, and uh, I I just did it long enough. I only did it once, but. Where you get hit and you do get wobbly, and you know that if you get hit again, you're done. Right. It's the craziest feeling in the world, and uh, I, I I would never really get into boxing. I had a previous head injury that I really couldn't, couldn't didn't even have the decision to. But in any case, it's a uh, it, it is a it's, it's a weird feeling because it does kind of put you in that like at least having done it once, I know the feeling of being wobbly and knowing like in that you can process it like at that moment you know like. If I get hit again, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever do any uh, boxing so, or UFC or anything? Listen, I'm I'm a prideful dude. Not not like like in an arrogance of pride, but like like for example, Nate Robinson, right? Yeah. Said, you know what? I'm gonna put these gloves on. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna step Make in the money. ring. I'm going, you know, I train. You know, it's different. It's it's a different animal with that training than when you step out in that ring, right? And he got he got put he he got a meme for the rest of his life. And some of my friends was like, <laughs> he needs to just go. He just needs to go to the middle uh, uh, the middle of Africa and just be there. Or he needs to go to Tibet and just be a monk for like at least a year. <laughs> like, don't show up because the memes that were for him were just absolute crazy, right? The sleep memes. They had the you know how when somebody gets murdered and we're not advocating for murder but when right. somebody gets murdered they have the tape oh it, yeah yeah the so, chalk oh they did the chalk <laughs> stuff it was just crazy so that's what i'm saying i don't want to get put to sleep because i would never be able to live that down you you can live down somebody hitting you with an eyeball sandwich or somebody posterizing yeah. you you know i've got i got some videos out there you know i, I, I got a couple <laughs> that somebody got me yeah like, you can live with that but uh, getting straight get, knocked out, you know, uh. straight Friday, straight, you know, you know, uh, 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 Chris, Chris Tucker uh, in the movie, <laughs> yeah, getting up in your standing face. up over you and saying, "You got knocked up, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not too interested in that. that. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it'd be cool. I mean, you're, I mean, you're an athletic enough guy. I think that you would, uh, you would have had success, success there, but you found uh, other ways to do that and and smarter ways that, probably because yeah. uh, that still takes a toll on you. I mean, yeah. you can't have a long boxing career if you get knocked out a few times these facts, days. Yeah. Facts. I mean, and, and you, look, man, one of the greatest to do it. Took a lot of blows, took a lot of punishment. Muhammad Ali was one of the best to do yeah. it. And, you know, you saw, you saw what the outcome of that was. Right. Unfortunate. I think the technology is a little bit different. I think they, you know, the gloves that they used back then compared to now, you know, so you learn all of those lessons over the years and, and those things happen. But, at the end of the day, you know, boxing wasn't for Stricky. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's interesting. <laughs> now I would go train. <laughs> yeah. You know, CKO yeah. boxing. My boy Ryan Elrod used to have box the, the bag. I'll go up there and get yeah, hit, hit the bag. Times, yeah. You know, the bag can't hit me back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I've I've been able to stay out of fights most of my life, mostly because uh, I wouldn't win too many of them. So I, that's kind of the smartest way to go about it. But. Um, I, I, it's interesting too because you know, it, and not to bring this up on a, on a sports station, but you know, football's kind of got the same type of thing yeah. over the last several years, where it's like, 
we we've it used to be like if you get uh, if you get knocked out a tyrant dude it's like put some dirt on it and run back in now you know you're kind of counting your concussions and if you have five of them you might want to hook it you know call it an end yeah and i mean they they still don't have a total i don't think have a total grasp on all the things that can that come with that, right? I know they're trying to work on technology. I know they're trying to change some elements of the game as far as kickoffs and, and you know, oh, yeah. touchbacks and, you know, not allowing certain things and at certain times, um, you know, the uh, the wedges that they used to oh, be yeah. that, You know, just stuff like that, the, the crackback blocks and, you know, there's well, so crazy many things cause like As that. we're going back through the years, too, at the end of the Ticket Water Cooler, it, you know, I see the rule changes. And it was like 2003, I think it was yesterday's show, might have been 2002, but just in, in that area, where, like, the halo rule was a five-yard penalty. Like, if you blew – that's the most dangerous thing ever is when a guy absolutely blows Blind up a guy that's it. looking up in the mm-hmm. sky not preparing for it at all. And it was a five-yard penalty at the time. So yeah. it was like if you basically give this guy a concussion yeah. and just destroy his body and, and all that, it's five yards. It's it's completely worth it, hopefully, to time it up at the right time. And that's still there. I mean, if, if you can time it up um, you know, and cause a fumble. Uh, but, I mean, that's a scary play. Special teams altogether are pretty scary. I would have to agree. I mean, just straight downhill. Just say you catching one on the run coming out of the end zone, right? Because that's the, that's the goal. It's the same thing as baseball. You want to try to get behind the ball and kind of come through it so you get momentum. And then the same thing they do with football, right? Just imagine guys running 4-4s, four 4-3s four at full speed. You're, you're, you're outside of the wedge, you know, and you meet somebody – that's like a car crash, yeah. my boy. That's what they call it, adult red rover, basically. It really basically. is, yeah. man. And, and Not just I don't adult, even know how monsters. we did that as kids. I mean, we used to play, and this is no, you know, listen, I don't, we don't want nobody calling in to, uh, I'm just saying what the name was back in the 80s. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm not saying anything on this on the line, no no, no cap or no no uh, coming down on anybody in other, other parts of um, the spectrum of sexualities. Okay, so we don't want that. There you go. Um, we used to call it smear to queer. Oh yeah, I, I thought you were talking about midget football. And then you no, went the other way with that, no. one. We, which mean, is also you know something it. that's been out there. And and, and um, so yeah, man, we used to like lay each other out. You throw the ball up, you try to get it, but boy, I tell you, it worked on my shake and bake. My shake and bake was on point. That's why I was able to get busy when I was playing football. Oh yeah, you could have been a good kicker turner. Man, I actually I did okay. Probably I was. was a, I was yeah, a, I won. I wasn't yeah. a kick returner, but I was a punt yeah. returner. I shouldn't say could have. You were an all-state player. I got to give you your credit where returner. it's due. Yeah. 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 Did, did you? Is that? I mean, that's as much as we're talking about how dangerous it is. That's also one of the most electric plays in, in sports altogether. Is if you can get a good punt return going. Yeah, and that is true. But I, the, I think the one thing that I hated the most, especially as a receiver, right, is when you're a targeted guy. And people know that your numbers are pretty high. You're you're over averaging over 100 yards a game, and you have to run digs, or you have to run slants, or you have to run. And linebackers are like eyeing you. Like the coaches have prepared yeah. and saying, "It's like third and four. You're you know so, I mean? you're sitting down at the four. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I used to I you I mean you I, you take it, but 
I used to love the fact that I played defense, yeah. too, because, oh, 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 really? Oh, you hit me? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it's the same thing, like, in basketball. Like, I remembered guys that would set crazy picks. That's why, I, I mean, listen, I hated playing the Utah Jazz. They were the, the, the most fundamental but dirty, picking, grabbing, holding – Elbows in the side. Is this Carl Malone or Ostertag or Carl Russell? Malone, John Stockton, <laughs> All John uh, Jeff Hornacek. Oh yeah, Bill uh, Brian Russell. Oh Ostertag, yeah. the whole team. It was like, it was like it was ingrained from the staff into the whole organization. Even even Howard Isley, little Howard Isley, when he was there. Yeah, yeah. all of them. They were just they set screens rubbed up on you need you in the butt they i mean it was all kinds of yeah i wonder if jerry sloan kept that with the you know throughout his whole i, I know, think it was deron williams and ak and all those other guys I after think that. it was yeah. I, I would have to venture to say that it was I, yeah. I think it was just an ingrained thing in their whole was whole there anybody program. that you played I've, I've run up a few guys that it's not necessarily that they set hard picks or that you know they're rebounding they're 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 doing it any differently it's maybe just like they're bone structure or something their bones hurt me like i don't know what else to say it's like i don't want to play that yeah. guy at all because he just hurts it's not it's nothing dirty he does he just hurts his contact more than somebody else for some reason you, you remember bow outlaw yeah Bo he was outlaw, like that just um, just bony elbows and knees and he set screens and you have to like try to jump around them because if the knees hit your thighs, you have a thigh bruise. And it's, oh yeah, you, those those are hard to play with. Yeah, they used to. What they used to do with those is they used to, uh, whenever you had those type of those type of bruises, they would spray this cold spray. It was like I don't know if it was oh, nitrogen yeah. or I don't know what it was, but it would be just ice cold. It would just allow you to you know be able to get through it. But the next day, you wake up and you stand up. Yeah, it's no bueno. Yeah. How do you feel? We'll get to the NBA playoffs here in a little bit, but do you do you like individually and run through the series and stuff? But some of these series are pretty physical. Do you, do you like seeing that kind of return as opposed to the regular season? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Stricky love, Stricky love the physicality because yeah. I, I think I, I had I had really just was turned off over the years of just how it was like. I'm serious. It was like I can go in the bathroom. And it was like soft as cotton nail. It was like. That's what I yeah. felt about it. I felt like they're letting you bump and grind a little bit right now. You see Giannis, who's a very strong guy. He gets bumped off. Well, they call it in, as a referee, as a referee, they call it rerouting. They were allowing rerouting, and that's oh, that's yeah. something that's unique. I, I and, and here's the crazy thing. I'm watching guys post up, right? And guys don't know how to defend the post no more because – you used to get so many fouls by putting an, a, a strong forearm in the back of, a, of yeah. a player. Now guys are trying to bump chest, and you know you watched Luca one time against Cam in the Phoenix series. Cam's trying to chest bump him. That's the worst defense you can. You want to <laughs> yeah. create space with a strong, you know, forearm yeah. in the back. So you can feel him, and as you feel, you know, a little leverage there, you leverage up. You take off and move, you know. Uh, that's kind of one of the ways I would defend guys like that. But he spinned off of him and was at the basket rolling. Oh, with yeah. the, I was like, yo, that's bad defense. But that's because those guys aren't used to playing physical. And now that they're having to do it and they're able to do it, they just don't know. 
they haven't. They just don't have the reps the for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't have the reps for it. That's interesting. I, I'll I'll look out for that because I know you know there are certain guys and and maybe it's it's lesser nowadays that um can kind of just like take you down the post. I noticed Drew Holiday loves just kind of he'll take on a bigger man. He'll he's able to get a free you know a layup just by creating space, backing him up. Yeah, and he, he's very impressive down in the post. Chris I don't want to talk about Chris Drew Paul Holiday too. though. Right Chris now. Paul is is very very yeah. good at, at what it what yeah. he does there. But there's no one, there's no one in this league like Gary Payton. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that cat would work you over down in the post. There's, there's no guards in today's game that has what he used to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, MJ is that that other yeah. feature and Kobe, those type of guys. Yeah. No. But Kobe it's hard to see even like guards. You know, even if there's a mismatch, it's just with this wide open, find the open guy type of systems now. Right. It's like, but you, you see where you they're catching the ball too. But you see where they're catching. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to take the mismatch and the and the, the advantage. They end up catching the ball at the three point line. So that's yeah. what, what what's different between my era and this era is catching the ball like Tim Duncan or like MJ or we were catching the ball at the mid post area or just off the block yeah. or because your one dribble to the basket help because you have to be 2.9 2.9 meaning you have two second 2.9 seconds to be in the lane and you got to get yeah. out and return so you you your one dribble to the basket a 2.9 defender can't get there but if you're at the you know free throw line extended and out you you're three dribbles with a little bump before you can yeah. get by. Now the defense Help recovers. Defense. Now they're good at passing out of that, but you put so much more strain on the defense when you're one dribble to the basket as opposed to three, and that's the difference I think. Where you 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 saw in Dirk's prime, he mastered that. Another one who mastered it is Dwayne Wade. Oh, Those yeah. guys mastered that technique. And um, even LeBron doesn't do it. You know, LeBron catches the ball at the, you know, just uh, in front of the three-point line, and he may back you down there. But you know, some of those guys just don't do a good job at it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the mismatches now. It's like it is like catch it at the three-point line, then start to back down, and you know, you got it's tough to get that positioning. But it, uh, it's it's just the way that the game has changed. But the, the series have been very entertaining. We've got more of them tonight, so we'll talk about that more with hitting the hardwood here in about an hour. But it is one of our favorite days here. It's Thirsty Thursday. That means Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle will join us next. We'll have a little bit to drink and tell you what to go and a lot drink. To drink. Yeah, a lot to drink. Well, yeah. First drink. That's drink's going to have a little bit more than me, I guess. Uh, that's coming up next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.